Philippians chapter number three. Hey, don't don't forget uh, Sunday, Jason Holly, Sunday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night, and Tuesday night, Jason Holly be with us. Whatever you do, don't forget that. We need you to make sure that you work really hard to get here for that. It's going to be a great time. Uh, we're going to have fun, and uh, and I know God's going to bless it. So just make sure you make sure you're there and you're getting ready for that. All right, Philippians chapter number 3, uh, Philippians chapter number 3, we're going to start there in verse number 1, <clears throat> and we're going to work our way down, we're going to read 11 verses, we're, we're not going to use all of them, probably not going to use, but uh, maybe 7, um, but we're going to read them uh, for the sake of, of a little bit of context, but um, Philippians chapter 3 and uh, in verse number 1, uh, finally my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the concision. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might add, uh, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any uh, if any other man thinketh that he have whereof uh, whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more circumcised of the eighth uh, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of uh, of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin and Hebrew of the Hebrews as touching the law of Pharisee concerning zeal persecuting the church touching the righteousness which is in the law blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, of Christ Jesus my Lord, uh, for whom I suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death uh, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for tonight. Thank you for the word of God. And, and Lord, I pray uh, that your spirit would strive with us and God, that you'd teach us. Lord, that you'd use this time together. And uh, God, that you'd encourage us. And Lord, we pray to you bless now. Lord, bless in Awana. Uh, Lord, bless those in the uh, in the teen group tonight. God, I pray that you use this place for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so Philippians, uh, we've been here for a number of weeks now. And uh, so we, we, have, uh, we have laid a pretty good foundation uh, that... A lot of what we're seeing in Philippians, when you look through the whole book, you're going to see that there is this one overarching principle that's coming out in this word joy. Okay, so the whole thing is centered around the idea that you can have joy. I think it's, if I remember right, it's 18 times in the book of Philippians that the word joy is found. There's only really one other word, that uh, prominent word, that's found uh, in Philippians more than joy, and that's Christ. And so there's a, there's a real good conclusion that we could come to that our joy uh, is only found in Jesus Christ, right? 
Like that's where the source of our joy really is from. Whether we want to believe it or not, a lot of times we like to fake ourselves out. Uh, we like to actually act like joy uh, comes from somewhere else other than uh, than Jesus Christ. And look, happiness comes from a lot of places. Uh, I, I get happy over a lot of things. I, I mean, happiness. Uh, my kids make me happy. Uh, my wife makes me happy. The you know I, I do things in life and succeed here and there, and those things make me happy. But I will say, when all of those things go away, what I have at the end of the day is really based on the joy that I have in Jesus Christ. And so I, I want you to make sure you understand. We tonight we're gonna. We're going to look, we've been dealing on Monday nights, we've been doing some stuff and some teaching, and we're looking in the Bible, there's three kinds of men in the Bible, uh, the Bible lays out, and there's, there's, there's a natural man, uh, there is a, there's a spiritual man, and there's a carnal man. Uh, the natural man is the dude that's lost, he's never been saved. The spiritual man is a, the dude that's saved, and he's walking in the spirit, and then the carnal man is the guy that's trusted Jesus Christ, but he's, he's walking in the flesh. He's fulfilling the desires of his flesh. And so tonight, we're, when we're, we're going to deal with, uh, in Philippians chapter number 3, uh, we're, we're going to deal with this idea uh, that joy, that joy is, is drained from our lives by works done in the flesh. That joy is drained... From our lives, that there is no joy, that joy is being taken, <clears throat> literally taken from our lives by our, by, by our ability, really, that's been given to us to do works in the flesh. And, and here's what you make sure you understand. Uh, they, they can look like they're good works. They can look like there are, they're, they're good works being done. But make sure you get this. There is no joy found in those kinds of works. There is no joy found in those kinds of works. And now I want you to look at verse number one. The Bible says, finally, my brethren. So here we are, Paul speaking to uh, the brothers and sisters that are in Christ. He says, rejoice in the Lord uh, to, write, uh, to write the same things to you. To me, it, uh, it is, uh, to me, indeed, is not grievous, but for you it's safe. Okay? Now remember, we're coming off the heels of chapter number 2. Uh, we're coming off the heels of chapter number 2. And he's rolling into this chapter number 3. And, and look, how he, look how he does it. He says, but for you it is safe. Okay, next words. Beware of dogs. So there's three things that we need to beware of. There's three things that we need to beware of. We need to beware of dogs. We need to beware of evil workers. And we need to be aware of the concision. Okay, now it, it's important for you to understand uh, that when you look in context of verse number three, uh, that this, this idea of doing good works aside from them being spirit-filled works will drain your life of any lasting joy. You get that from verse number 3. Look, look at verse number 3. For we are the circumcision, okay, ready, which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus, and here it is, key verse, and have no confidence in the flesh. 
we have no confidence in the flesh. And then verse 4, we'll get there eventually. But Paul ups, re-ups on this thing, and he says, I might also have confidence in the flesh. So, so, so I, I have the lineage, I have the pedigree, if you would, to have confidence in the flesh. And if any man, if any man thinks that he, he has confidence in his flesh, he said, I'm more. If any other man thinks he can trust his flesh, I'm more. Right? Uh, so, so Paul's like, hey, if, if there's anybody out there that thinks, and we'll get there here in a few minutes, but if there's anybody else out there that thinks that, that they have the ability to trust their flesh because they know themselves and they know their flesh, I, listen, I'm more. And I, what I'm telling you, I, I, what I'm telling you is I have no confidence in my flesh. So here, here's, here's, a, here's a big point that we need to get. Uh, there, there's, there could be a lot of us, a lot of us, there could be reasons that we don't have joy is because we're doing the works that we're doing in the power of our flesh. Like, like we, we could, we could not have the joy that God wants us to have from walking in the spirit and doing certain things because we're not doing those things in the spirit. We're actually doing them in the flesh. Well, well, man, I, I didn't, I, I didn't sign up for this tonight, right? I didn't. I listen. It's 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 been kind of a not a repetitive thing, but last three weeks we've dealt with this deal. We in on Monday nights and the fact that uh, it, it's really easy uh, for especially people that's been in church any amount of time to start doing things in the power of their flesh. Because they've gotten used to doing things in church. They, they now, they're raised in church. They know how to do things. They know the lingo. They know what's supposed to go on. And what happens is they end up not, they end up forgetting that their primary job is relying on Jesus Christ. That their primary job is trusting the Lord to supply. Right? So we get, we get used to doing stuff. And, and then we, we, we try to do all the things that we know that we're not supposed to do in the power of our flesh. And then we, we do it, but we try to make it look spiritual. And it never works. It actually, it never works. So, so Paul makes it real plain. Here's the deal. You cannot have joy. You cannot have joy by works being done in the power of your flesh. Okay, where, where, where do you get that from? All right, so I want to look at a couple things. No, number one, I want you to see that works in the flesh, works in the flesh, they corrupt your works. Okay? Works in the flesh corrupt your works. Now, what's, what's interesting is, is that you, you and me, have been saved to do good works. Okay? Everybody, everybody agree to that? Everybody understands that we've been saved to do good works. Amen? Okay? All right? Here's the thing. Here it is. You've been saved to do good works. But your work in the flesh will corrupt your good works. Now, let's, let's listen to a verse. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 21. 
Galatians chapter 2 and verse 21. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Okay? If, if righteousness, if your good works, if they can be done in the power of your flesh through the law, then Christ's death, Christ's death was in vain, right? So, so, so I, want you to, I want you to look at this. Uh, he, he, he comes out in, in verse number 2 and he says, Beware of dogs. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the concision. Okay? So these are all things that we need to be aware of. We need to be aware of dogs. We need to be aware of evil workers. We need to be aware of uh, the concision. So what is this deal with uh, being aware of dogs? Well, uh, there's, this is a reference. This is a reference to those who would come into the church and impose this idea of legalism on, this, on, these, on these Philippians. And Paul, Paul uses the terms dogs. Why? Well, because th this term dog, it, it, dogs were categorized as unclean uh, in a Jewish society anyway. And, and actually, the Jews coined this term for Gentiles. And so for Paul to use this term, beware of the dogs. I mean, he would use this as a term of, of, of ridicule against the Jews to let them know, to let them know that, here it is, that what you used to see in a Gentile, that's what you are. What you used to see in Gentiles, that's, that's what you are. Paul, 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 would, Paul would use this word against a Jewish influence legalist, is what he would do. Beware of those dogs. Be, beware of those that would, that would come in and try to corrupt you. Uh, look, look at, uh, write this one down. Titus chapter number 3 and, and, uh, and, and verse number 3. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers, lust, and pleasures, living in malice and envy and hateful, uh, living in malice, envy, hateful, and hating one another. But after the kindness and the love of God, our, uh, the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, so, so not the righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy hath He saved us by the washing of regeneration and by the renewing and, and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. What, what does Isaiah 64 say? That all of your works are what? I'm not going to answer this for you. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, I'm not going to answer that. If we need to answer, we probably ought to start over, right? They're all filthy rags that all of our works, all of your works, all of my works, done the power of our flesh, what? They're filthy rags, right? Uh, while we've got an adult uh, a viewership here, the, that filthy rags in the Old Testament was the rags. Now, this, take this for what it is. They were actually the rags 
that were that were taken during the time of a, a of a lady's menstrual cycle. Now, that's what God classifies our rag, our, our works as. All of our good works, all of them. That's what kind of filthy rags God calls them. That's pretty filthy, right? That's what God calls our, our works. So make sure you understand. He, he says, be, beware of dogs. And then he says, uh, beware of evil workers. What, what, what will your good works do? What, here's another thing your good works will do. Your good works in the flesh, your works in the flesh, your good works in the flesh. Guess what they'll do? They'll corrupt your holiness. They will corrupt your holiness. Okay, so 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 beware of evil workers. It's almost like it's a, a, a legalist that's that's working evil. Like that's working that has an evil angle. Like a, a, a like a a worker that is working evil in some kind of legalistic way to get people to see that their works actually are what serve them. Those are evil workers. That's what Listen, it's plain. God is against that kind of evil working. Your works don't serve you. If your works serve you, if your good works, if your works in the flesh are serving you and they're not blessing Christ and they're not pleasing Christ, then they're yours, right? That's how you know if they're yours or not, right? Is what I'm doing pleasing Christ or is it pleasing me? You ever, anybody ever just ask themselves the question? Man, you ever just look around, do, do, get real quiet and get real still and say, man, is all that I'm doing, is, it re, is this really pleasing the Lord? Right? Your good works, they'll corrupt your holiness. Your good works in the flesh, they'll corrupt your holiness. And, and then I want you to look at this next one. Look at this next one with me. Beware of the concision. Beware of the, the concision. Um... This is a reference to uh, the Jewish, the Jewish legalist that is requiring circumcision for Gentiles who wanted to become Christians. Okay. This was the idea that that somebody had to become a Jew before they could ever become a Christian. Now. Some people would would say that's the way it even is today. Some people would say that's even even the way it is in in this day. That you gotta now it may not be circumcision, but that you gotta do some things to prove yourself. Okay. Now, here, here's, here's what we got to make sure we understand. That circumcision was a covenant 
a covenant deal given to Abraham, right? This was something that was given to Abraham. And, and this is what the Jew would refer to themselves as. This is why they would call themselves the circumcision. And then they would call the Gentiles a part of the uncircumcision. Okay? Now, this is, this is an interesting deal because the New Testament shows that circumcision can't justify anybody. Right? And so that's that's why this verse number three is is such a big deal because he says, "For we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit." And he makes it plain: we have the stamp, we have the the outward approval, yet we worship God in the spirit. And and, and even though we have the outward approval, we have no confidence in the flesh in that. There's no confidence in that. Why? Because we worship God in spirit. Amen? Does that make sense? Man, you got to be careful. We got to be careful in this day and in this age that we don't lose our joy over trying to find fleshly ways to justify who we are and what religious standing we have. Does that make sense? You got to be careful. You got to be careful. Uh, Acts chapter 13 and verse 39 says it like this. And by him all that believe are justified from all things from that uh, from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. You couldn't be justified by the law of Moses. Galatians 3 and verse 3. Are you so foolish having begun in the spirit? Are you now made perfect? Are you now made complete? Are you now finished a finished product by the flesh? You started in the spirit. Are you, are you now going to finish this thing out in the flesh? Are you going to do that? No, no, man. Here, here's what we got to remember. We can't, start, uh, we can't start in the spirit and then think we're going to be justified by the flesh. Right? So what was, uh, what was this, this um, circumcision thing all about? It was a shadow. It was a shadow of things to come. It was a shadow of things to come. For uh, Romans 2 and verse 28 says, For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly. Neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. And the circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit and not in the letter whose praise is not of men but of God. So, so the, the reverse angle here is that there's a whole lot of circumcision that took place, works on the exterior that took place, who, who would be looking for the praise of men, right? So joy is drained by works in the flesh. Okay, so so some to consider are we are we in here right now this small little group at Greater Hope Baptist Church tonight what are we doing in the power of our flesh is draining our joy in 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 our in our group right now.
in this group that we have right now, what are we doing that's draining, that's draining our joy? Because there's something. There's something. It, it's hard. It's it it it's hard. When 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 it, it that if you don't press into the Lord, if you don't press into the things of God, if you don't understand, listen, it's a fight every single day, man. We we've been dealing with that on Monday nights. There's there is a right way to fight the battle, and there is a wrong way to fight the battle. And what we do is we oftentimes find ourselves fighting the battle the wrong way. We fight it, we, we, we fight the battle, we, we turn into little legalists. We turn into little things like making ourselves, man, I tell you what, if we, if we, you don't got enough rules around here and everybody's just going to run rampant. You got to make all, you got sure you got all the rules or people just going to do whatever they want to do. No, he said, I'll walk in them. And I'll be their God. And they'll be my people. Amen? Yeah, sure, you got to have a shepherd. You got to have a pastor. It's just a, you know, it's just a New Testament deal that, that, God, that God set up. Yeah, praise the Lord for that. But at the end of the day, you put no, listen, Put no confidence in the man in the man's flesh. If he's walking in the spirit, hey, praise the Lord. But if you're walking in the spirit, praise the Lord, right? Why? What? What? What do you mean? God called us to let Him walk in us. Amen. So, I want to have joy. I want to have joy. Oh, how do I have joy? Okay, how do I have joy? Well, I have joy by, by worship, by work that is being done through a walk in the Spirit, right? Look with me. Look at, look at verse 3 again. Okay, verse 3. Uh, for we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Okay? Though I might, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh he hath whereof uh, he might trust in the flesh, I more. Okay, so now I, 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 want, I want us to look. I want us to look at, I, I think, what, what we can see. There's... There's what you would call um, there's what you would call an element of false confidence here, okay? Element of, of false confidence, meaning that there there are people that will have a confidence and it be a false deal, okay? That that, that there's 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 people. That wanna that wanna check these these boxes. They wanna check these boxes, and that's what's gonna make them spiritual. And I want you to there. There's seven of them. I want I want I want to give them to you. Um, I want to give them to you as quick as I can. 
Look at verse number 5. Circumcised the eighth day. Number one, I want you to understand, you're, the, first, the first false confidence is ritual. Ritual. This circumcised on the eighth day was a ritual that they performed. Okay? No, nothing necessarily uh, good or bad about it. It's just a ritual that they performed. And, and this, is, this is what Paul's saying. Ritualistically, I am where I'm supposed to be in terms of confidence as a Jew. Okay? All right. How would I, how, how would I, um, there's all, there's all kinds of, I took communion. Some people think it's taking communion, or I've been baptized, or I this, or I that, or I went to Scott. So people, people have their confidence in the flesh. People base their salvation on, on what I'm fixing to tell you about right here. These seven things. People base their salvation on this. Not just their spiritual life, but they base their salvation on this. Uh, number two, heritage. Uh, number two, heritage. He says, out of the stock of Israel. So the, his false confidence, it also arise, rises from being out of the stock of Israel. Okay, Ritual. He was circumcised on the eighth day, and then he's got his heritage. He's got his uh, where where he's from now, uh, who he who he's out of, who who is who is who his family is, um, and, and then, he, then he goes deeper. His not just his uh, not just his heritage, but he goes with his lineage. He says out of the tribe of Benjamin. Then he he now references a tribe. Okay. I am out of this certain tribe. It's Benjamin. Okay, everybody, everybody, track with me so far. We're we're dealing with some with a real confident dude right here. Why? Because he's out of a really prominent prominent tribe. He's been he's been circumcised on the eighth day, and he's out of the stock of Israel. Okay, he's he's rolling alone. He's got three boxes checked. That he needs to have checked. Then he says, number four, an Hebrew of Hebrews. An Hebrew of Hebrews. Now, he's not just talking about being a Hebrew, he is a Hebrew leader. Okay? A, a, much, different, a much different deal. He is a he, an Hebrew of Hebrews. He is a leader amongst Hebrews. He has the leadership qualities that he needs. To be a, a, a real deal. He, he, he is um, he is a leader of the greatest kind. And you're, you're going to, maybe we'll see some, some more of that here, here in just a minute. But Paul is, Paul is the dude, let, let me put it in, in uh, here's, here's, here's a good way to put it. Paul signed Paul signed the death warrant of many Christians. He, he signed off to have those Christians killed. Okay. You don't do that unless you're in a real prominent position, right? There's a lot of people, that, you know, we believe that he's the one that signed off on, on Stephen Stoning. Okay, uh, first deacon in the Bible stoned. 
at the hand, at the hand of an Hebrew of Hebrews. Okay, but he's a big deal. Okay, no, number number five doctrine, as touching the law of Pharisee, he knew his doctrine. He and and look, not that he he just knew it, but he believed it. Everything about him believed that he was doing the right thing. Okay. It wasn't like he didn't believe it. He believed that he was doing what he should have been doing. He had the doctrine down, man. Zeal. Zeal. Concerning zeal. Persecuting the church. Concerning zeal. Persecuting the church. He believed his doctrine. Look, no, let's look at. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you a verse real quick. Acts 26 and and verse uh, verse four and five. Don't you see this? Uh, my manner of life from my youth, which was at the first among my own nation at Jerusalem, know all the Jews. So all the Jews knew, knew his manner of life from his youth, which knew me from the beginning. If they would have, te- if they would testify that after the most straightest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee. Okay? So, so this, this dude is something special. He's something special. Uh, it was so much so, which, which knew me from the beginning. Uh, it, they knew his life from his youth, that, that, that all of Israel did. And not, not just that, but concerning zeal, this dude was killing Christians. He believed his doctrine so much. So he was killing people for saying they believed Jesus Christ was the Messiah. He was, he was signing off on death warrants. He was, he, he was the guy that was going in and persecuting the church of Jesus Christ. And then, uh, and then morality. Now I think this is a I think this was a this is a big deal here. Um, I, I want you to look. Uh, he he says he says in verse number six, touching uh, concerning zeal persecuting the church. Here it is touching the righteousness which is in the law. You ready? Comma. Blameless. Now either Paul's a liar under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost or he's telling the truth, right? Everybody, everybody agree. So, so as as touching righteousness, which is in the law, anybody in here can can they say they're blameless? <laughs> touching as touching righteous concern. I mean, I can't. Right? Can't. I don't know. Maybe you can. I can't. But Paul, Paul's like, hey, I I'm so serious about this thing. I'm blameless in this deal. Like, go back to the law. Touching the law. Touching righteousness concerning the law. I am blameless. So there's there's Paul's morality. Just laid out for you. Paul's morality is, is laid out. And you know what he's saying?
all those things that I counted gain, those seven things, I counted them loss for Christ. Why? Because Paul knew what it was like to be this person and have no joy. You realize that? You realize Paul was checking boxes and he didn't have any joy? Man, I, I'm, I'm one of the most... You, 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 all right, let's get the law out. We got the law out and it's touching the law. I'm blameless. Hebrew of Hebrews. Because I'm a leader. Zeal? Yeah, I got zeal, man. I'm a, I, 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 and I killed all them fools that said they believed in Jesus Christ. I was trying to exterminate them. Yeah, yeah, I got another box checked here. Now look, you say, well, they ain't none of, the, none of I don't do that. You don't? You got to be careful. You got to be careful. You got to do some self-examination. Well, well, I try not to. And you know what? We, we may try not to, but we got to be careful that we say we don't. When actually there's probably a lot of us in here, if we're, if we're real honest, there's some things that we do that we check boxes on that, that, are, that would fall under the same seven, this, this list, this category here, that falls under the, that the Apostle Paul would say that other people fall under. And we hadn't counted, we hadn't counted any of them loss for Jesus Christ. Could you do that today? Do you think that we could? Do you think we could humble ourselves and say, "Lord, you know what? I I don't I, I don't have any joy serving you." And I tell you, Lord, the reason I don't have any joy is because I, I I probably real good chance I'm doing it in the power of my flesh, and and I'm not doing it in the spirit. I'm not doing it in in not doing it in the spirit. Because joy is filled by worship and work that is done in the power of the Spirit of God. We all know the story, and, 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 and you know, I don't have to go back through the whole thing, but we'll, we'll reference it real quick. We all know the story of Mary and Martha, right? Martha is working her heart out. And she's just doing everything that she can. And, and, and she seems to be the only one in the house that... She seems to be the only one in the house that cares that Jesus is in the house. Right? She's the one that's working. She's the one that's doing things. She seems to be the only one that actually cares that Jesus Christ is there. She, she gets, she's so flustered by everything that she actually asked, Lord, are you not going to make Mary do anything? Here I am working myself away. But you got to remember, Jesus told Martha, Mary hath chosen the good part. Where was Mary? She was at the feet of Jesus, receiving his words. In a position of worship, at the feet of Jesus Christ, receiving words. What does that mean for me and you? It means for me and you that we get so that we can get so caught up 
in working. And look, there what and we say it all the time, there's nothing wrong with Martha's work. It's actually a good work. She just didn't have the right heart doing it. She had a fleshly motive. She's more worried about what things look like around the house than actually the fact that Jesus was, was in the house. She, she, was, she was more worried about she was more worried about what, what people maybe Jesus thought of the house than she was actually getting at the feet of Jesus to hear the words in a in position of worship. And, and so, so the, the, the thing for us tonight is to make sure that we understand that in this room, that in this room, that as small of a group of Christians as it is, we have the ability to change the trajectory of our worship in our own life, which can then change the same way in our church, right? Depends on what you want to do, man. You want to keep having confidence in your flesh? Keep having it. But I'll guarantee you this. Your flesh is going to let you down every single time. It's never one time held up in the, the uh, it's never one time held up its end of the bargain. Not once. What is its end of the bargain? It, it promises something it can never deliver. It says, if you do this, I'll make you happy. And you know what? Doesn't matter if it's wickedness, it doesn't matter if it's righteousness. That's what that's what it, it, a lot of times nothing separates. Nothing separates a drug addict from a Pharisee besides their perception of morality. I actually, I actually, I actually would be, rather be around uh, uh, people with addictions as I had Pharisees. Why? I got a better shot of helping a dude see his addiction than I do helping a dude see he's a Pharisee. Why? 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 Why do you think that? Because Pharisees got way too many boxes to check. They got too too many things that 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 make them look like they're something they're not, and it's hard. It's super hard. It's super hard to convince people. I mean, it's super hard to convince people in Georgia. Um, it's super hard to to convince people in Georgia that that they're even lost, right? Everybody's got everybody's got something. So maybe tonight you ask yourself, ask yourself. Do I have joy in serving the Lord? Do I have joy in serving the Lord through my local church? God gave you the outlet to serve the Lord here at this church. God gave you the outlet to serve the Lord in your life. Do you have joy serving, serving the local church? Do you have joy serving the Lord in, in your life? If you don't, there's probably, good, there's probably a good chance that you're doing it in the power of your flesh. Amen? Amen?
Amen. All right, let's pray. Lord, uh, thank you for tonight. Thank you, Lord, for being good and faithful. Um, Lord, I pray that you'd bless us tonight as we go. God, I pray that, uh, that you'd help us see uh, the direction and the motive of our life every single day. God, help us to make plain the truths uh, that we need to see and that we, we need to desperately uh, have become real in our life. Lord, I love you and I love what you're doing and, uh, and what you're doing in my family. Uh, Lord, I, I want to thank you for that first. And I pray that you keep blessing this church, God, that you keep using them. Lord, we, we ask for your presence and your power to be on this place. Lord, I pray that you bless this upcoming uh, few days with Brother Jason and Miss Tiffany. And uh, God, that you're honored by it. Lord, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Hey.